Hi, and welcome to the Small Business Sisters podcast. If you're new here, we're Jenny and Christina, two actual real-life sisters who both happen to start their own small businesses. If you're here, you're probably a woman small business owner who is running a lot of the show by herself. Over the last eight years, we've each been in business. We've had to discover a lot of business owning on the fly. We know that running a business, a household, and maintaining mental health can be challenging because we've shed a lot of tears over it. Thankfully, we've always had each other to ask all the questions, bounce off all the ideas, and just have someone on the other end who gets it. And that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast, to help other small business owners who are doing it all feel less alone. We talk about business strategy, our mental health journey, and all that falls in between. We're glad you're here to join our sisterhood. Running a small business can be lonely and overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. How much time would you save and how much stress could you alleviate if you had someone to help you create a marketing action plan that's aligned with your goals and your communication strengths? What would it feel like to have time set aside to strategize, organize, and brainstorm for your business only? That's exactly why Miranda Rodriguez from Marketing for the Uninhibited is hosting her Big Ass Goals Workshop at the end of the month. The Big Ass Goals Workshop is happening on Thursday, January 26th at 6 p.m. Central Time on Zoom. In this 90-minute co-creation workshop, we'll create a plan of action that will get you one step closer to achieving that big goal every single day. If you've been waiting for the holiday selling season to end before creating a plan for 2023, now is the time. Tickets are $150, and here's what you'll get. 90-minute live workshop on Zoom, step-by-step plan for achieving that big goal, my four-week action plan framework, real-life client examples and how they got there, time to share and work through your ideas, digital workbook and calendar to keep you on track, an optional Q&A at the end, optional lightning hot seat round for real-time feedback, community of other business owners like you who are ready to level up. Space is limited. The maximum capacity for this workshop is only eight people. So hurry and click the link. It's going to be in our bio of our Instagram and grab your seat to this workshop. I just did it in December and it was really great to nail down specific goals that I want to put into my business in 2023. And you can also visit our website, smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com and follow the link there to sign up. You've heard us talk about Miranda from Marketing from the Uninhibited a lot in our podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's because Christine and I both have uh, personal experience in working with her. And she is a fantastic marketing coach. We like to refer to her more as like a business therapist Mm -hmm. because that's kind of the experience uh, you get with her. I, In all the years that I've worked with her, What has helped me the most is I kind of come to her with like all these jumbled up ideas and emotions as often we get because our business is so personally attached to us. And so she's able to be um, just like an unbiased perspective on your business, listening to all the things you're saying and kind of trying to pull out these ideas or goals you have and then creating tangible action plans. And so that's mm-hmm. what I think I I haven't done the one-on-one workshops like Christina, but I have been a coaching client and that was 
most helpful to me having those action plans each month of like, all right, here's what I think you should do to get to what you're saying you want to be. So that's what I can highly recommend, Miranda, is helping you get those tangible actions in place. Yes, and that's what the her workshop coming up at the end of January called your big ass goal workshop. I took it back in December and it's exactly what Jenny's talking about of really getting down, you know, it's so easy to say a big goal, but you you can't necessarily put into action a big goal without those smaller steps underneath it. And so this workshop, she did a really good job of helping you discover um how do I word this? Like you know you have your business and then you have the things that you're really passionate about outside of your business and what makes you you. And she does a really good job in this workshop having you kind of figure out how can I use the gifts and passions that I have outside of my business to kind of fuel behind it, um, fuel a goal behind it. And so really getting down to what what kind of makes your, what kind of makes you go, what, what, motivates you and pushes you? And then how can you apply that to do something really big in your business? And so that's what I loved about it. It really made you dissect that and see like, oh yeah, those don't have to be two separate things. I can really bring that in. And then of course, like Jenny's saying, Miranda's all about those action plans. Okay. So now that we've figured out how to combine your passion and your business together, how do we make an action plan to get you to that that big goal. So it was really good. I highly suggest it. Tickets are $150. It's live on Zoom on January 26th at 6 p.m. Central Time. I know that if you can't make it live, you'll for sure be able to get to the recording, but there are some amazing bonuses of being live and a part of like, there was a ton of people when I was on it and we got to collaborate, which is really cool. Um, But tickets are $150 and here's what you'll get. 90-minute live workshop on Zoom, a step-by-step plan for achieving that big goal like I was just talking about, a four-week action plan framework from Miranda, real-life client examples and how they got there, time to share and work through your ideas, that collaboration part, um, a digital workbook and calendar to keep you on track, an optional Q&A, optional lightning hot seat round for real-time feedback that was really beneficial um, to get not only feedback from Miranda, but the other business owners that were on there. And then that, the community of other business, just like you that are ready to level up and kind of, it was, I left feeling really encouraged and motivated to do that next step for my business. Space is limited. The maximum capacity for the workshop is only eight people. So jump over there and grab your seat quickly. To do that, you can click the link in our bio or go to our website, smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com, and you'll find the link there. And this is a great way if you're not ready to jump in in full-time coaching, doing a workshop like this, a one-off workshop is a great way to like test out the waters, get some um, goals set, and see what Miranda is like as a coach. In today's episode, we talk with Christina from Book Boss Academy. Christina teaches aspiring and struggling authors how to write their best possible book, publish it themselves, and kickstart their dream writing career. We had such a fun conversation with Christina about why it's so important to show up authentically as yourself for your customers and your target market, and how 
even if you're not aspiring to write a book, how that might be applicable to your small business, like writing an ebook or creating a tutorial that you want to publish to give away to sign up for your email list. Or like in my case, maybe you want to create a planner to go with a candle scent of the month. So it was a really fun conversation. I think you'll just feel the joy and laughter (laughs) through your AirPods or earbuds or however you're listening to this episode. So we hope you enjoy it and we hope you'll go follow Christina. You can find all of her information at her website, bookbossacademy.com, or you can also find her on TikTok and Instagram at Book Boss Official. Enjoy the episode. All right, today we have Christina with us. Hi, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Hi, Christina. <laughs> we a mind trip for a minute, but yes, I'm good. I, Hi, do ladies. People always, do people always ask you how you spell it? Every time. Me too. Always. Me too. Is it with a K? Is that how they start with you? Is that Christina um, with a K? They'll just say... How I think they just asked me how you spell it, and I'll say with a ch. <laughs> Not me. It's always that's Christina with a K, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, but yes, we're so glad you're here. And Christina is in the book world, so Christina, we would love. We our audience is a ton of small business owners that range in variation, and some love writing and. Um, have, you know, most creatives kind of have that in them to to want to express something from inside of them, whether that be through making a product or uh, writing, in your case, singing, all of those things. So we would love to hear how, first, like how you even got in the book world. How I got in the book world is kind of funny because I didn't, I'm not like most authors who say, I've wanted to write a book my entire life and now I've finally done it. No, I was going to Broadway. Thank you very much. That was my big dream. In case the personality isn't the first clue for that. But um, long story short, I, I was in the, I was in the legal field. I, my first career was uh, as a trial paralegal and I wrote an article for an attorney's magazine and I started getting these, this feedback. Oh, you should write a book. You should write a book. This is so great. You should write a book. So one day I just said, okay, challenge accepted. And I wrote a book and it was awful and it flopped and it was just horrible. And, but that was how my whole journey into the book world started. And you know what? That's how almost everybody's journey in the book world starts because we don't know what we don't know yet. And so I eventually kind of pivoted and figured out a way to make it work, spend a year learning everything. And then the very next book got picked up and published. And then here we are 15 years later. Now I am the published author of seven books, working on eight, um, several award winners and bestsellers. But most importantly, I am an author coach. And so I help people who want to do this to write their best possible book and successfully publish it themselves. Oh, that's really cool. I love what you said about people telling you, like, you need to do this. You have a gift here because usually most guests that we have on, no matter what they've started creating, it's because people kind of spoke into them. Like, do you see that you have this gift? Like, do you see that you actually enjoy doing this, that? And like, like, if we listen to what people are telling us, that should tell us like you, 
people don't all know this thing and you have a gift to pour into it. And I think that that's really cool that that was your story too. It wasn't a, oh, I'm going to be a writer from age five. Um, it was right. very, it, it is so strange because that's what most, I'm so sorry. That's what most authors will say that, oh, I wanted to do this my whole life or not just authors, a lot of creators. And I'm like, eh, not me, but it, it, you know, What's so funny about what you just said, Christina, is not just was it great that someone else pointed it out for me, pointed out my strength. When I looked back on it, I was like, oh, yeah. So I really always did love writing and I always did well in school in literature. And I, it just all fell into place. So can you mm-hmm. tell us about your seven books or like what genre you write? Yes. Absolutely. So I write in the crime suspense genre. So uh-huh. I write... We're big crime junkies. Love crime, yes. Oh, girl. <laughs> Mystery oh, thriller. <laughs> yes. So I write, I write what they call kind of Southern Gothic. I write suspense novels that are set mostly in the Appalachian Mountains in this area where I'm from, which is Kentucky, and featuring strong female protagonists who have overcome, survived, etc. And that's that's pretty much all my books across the board. They're all some of them are there's a couple that are detective novels, but most of them are what they call amateur sleuths, meaning, you know, paralegal turns, huh, go figure, paralegal turns, private eye kind of Yes, thing, so. I was going to ask how that relates to, like, when you were in law, was it, like, crime? <laughs> like, prosecuting yeah, law? Well, I actually, no, that's the funny part. I've always been obsessed with true crime and... Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's probably a problem, honestly. <laughs> no, we, I prob- totally relate. <laughs> okay, good. But no, actually, I worked in personal injury, which is like car wrecks and nursing home injuries and things. It was really depressing. But uh, but I was in the trial setting and in trials okay. all the time. So I kind of had that natural interest in anything legally. So it all kind of melded together. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about your process? So you you wrote an article in your law field, discovered mm-hmm. you really liked to write, followed that. Then how did you, like, what was your next step? Did you just start writing a novel or how did that come about? Yes. And that's not the way to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing. That's how everybody does it. Well, everybody who doesn't have access to someone like me, like a coach to guide them through it. It's so common. We get eager and excited. I've got this book idea and or I want to be an author. So let me sit down and start writing. I've got this little nugget of an idea. And sure, you you can do that. I did it, but it's not going to work in the end. You're probably shooting yourself in the foot as I did. And then once I kind of, I actually gave up. I have a funny story about that. We can maybe if we have time, but I did give up. And because out of sheer embarrassment, not wanting to tell my family that I had, I basically said, okay, fine. I will pivot and I will teach myself exactly how to do this the right way. I spent six months to a year doing that. And the next one that I wrote got the agent, got the publishing deal and went on from there. So I did it the wrong way, but so does everybody. (laughs) The first time around, everybody does. Yeah, I actually want to spend some time on that because something Jenny and I talk a lot about in the podcast is um, the idea of failure and how instead of kind of looking at them that way, saying we use the word pivot. Just like I've heard you say it now twice or three times. Yeah, I I use it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, there's a way to like pivot and say like, okay, that didn't work, but something else might. So I would love to hear your story of how you almost gave up and then what okay. that looks like. 
sure. It's short. I just didn't want to go down a rabbit hole if we didn't have time. But we're all about rabbit holes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm the poster child for ADHD, especially in my age, and it just gets worse. <laughs> And worse. Yes, I'm. Worse, so. I'm very open on the podcast about having ADHD. So I'm okay. Really See, Christina, I think you know there's something. It might be with the name. I'm not sure. It might be and the bows. But anyway, so I, you know, like a lot of people may do. I'm assuming when they when I decided I wanted to be an author, I was so excited about it. Not just so much so that I dove in and wrote the book. First problem. Second problem, I announced it to the whole entire world. I'm going to write a book and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to be the next Stephen King. So watch out world, here I come, right? And back then it was Twitter. So I had told everybody on Twitter and everybody on Facebook and my family. Well, after I failed and I was getting re either rejections from agents or sometimes like nothing at all. Don't even acknowledge my presence in their inbox. But I finally said, okay, I, it's not meant to be. I give up. I must suck at this. I thought I was good. Guess I'm not. Um, and so I quit for months. Didn't even touch it. And then that Christmas, I went to see my parents, who were a couple states away. Went down, sat down, started opening presents. And my dad, you'd have to know my dad, but he is well, 65 now. And though he can afford it, he still insists on shopping at every thrift store. And he loves a good find, right? So I opened my gift, one of my gifts, and it was Stephen King's On Writing, which if you're not familiar, is the Bible for authors. And I, my heart sank. I felt like, oh, they're so excited because they think I'm still pursuing this author thing. And dad's so excited yes. about this gift. And I got to tell him I quit. So actually, that's what saved me from quitting because I was too embarrassed to tell and, and heartbroken to hurt my dad's feelings. So I sat on the porch. And I devoured it in like that night. And literally, without sounding cliche and too corny, it really did change my life as far as looking back on it now, had I given up, I wouldn't be where I am today. So that's the story. So I didn't give up. I read the book and it's what encouraged me to go home and just start over and be like, okay, something I'm doing is wrong. So how do I do it the right way? And that's that's how I got to where I actually got some attention and got my first book that was published was a, we, I won a national book award. It was an Amazon bestseller with the very next book that I wrote, by the way. Wow. That's a, what I love about that story too is, and I think that is the heart behind our small business sisters podcast is not doing life alone. And that like your dad, our the people around us like really want to support us and want us to do well. And I think when we let them in and that was vulnerable, I'm sure to, mm -hmm. you know, say you wanted to write and then not really like what came out of that. Yeah. And then people saying like, I still believe in you do it and how those moments really do um, shape us and help us to keep going. And I think that's like you sharing your story and why we have the podcast is to like come alongside each other, especially as women. And mm -hmm. really just like voice that nobody gets it all right at, all the time, like especially the first time. And so we're all in it together and figuring out where um, to keep going and where to pivot and, um, you know, each step. So I love that you shared that. Thank you. And I love what you said. That's that's so true. So important. And so now you've you've written, you have a, a few books under your belt, well, a lot of books, almost a dozen <laughs> books. And what made you want to now, I'm sure you're still writing, but pivot and help other authors? Like what yes. triggered that in you? 
I love that question. Thank you for asking because it's, it's, it's my passion and it has become my passion. Basically, it kind of was just sort of like the story of how I stumbled into writing by happenstance. Friends started asking once I got some level of success, hey, can you help me with my book? Can you help me get an agent? Can you help me do this? And, and I was, not to toot my own horn, always naturally gifted at grammar and spelling and the turn of phrase and things like that. Not math, not science. <laughs> <laughs> so not everything, but definitely that. So when it came time, I had an agent that I knew, a literary agent that I knew, who said, been doing this for a couple of years, like helping your, why are you not charging people for that? <laughs> so basically I fell into coaching by accident and was doing it for a couple of years before I knew I was doing it. Um, and I was editing books. And then finally I just started saying, okay, well that'll be 200 bucks or whatever. And it worked. And the next thing I know, you know, 2019 hits, COVID hits, 2020 hits. And I was a coach before it was cool to be a coach. So, <laughs> so I kind of cornered the market on TikTok and then that kind of blew up and went viral. And then we are where we are today. But um, basically, that's kind of how that happened. I fell into that just, just as much as I fell into being an author. Well, and we're going to come back to TikTok because we're going to sit there for a little bit. But um, what, I mean, 2019 was the perfect time for you to launch this coaching idea because when I think of 2020, I think of a lot of hobbies, whether it being born or reborn for people because mm -hmm. they now had time. Um, and gosh, I would think as an author, you're so, uh, this sounds awful, but I can say <laughs> speak as a creative that when things are low, when, when feeling, there's a lot of feelings and um situationally things happening, I feel like it kind of inspires a lot of people to to get stuff out, like whatever yep. that looks like for them creatively. And so I would imagine that that kind of allowed people to um, experiment with writing. So obviously that was the perfect time to get on TikTok. A lot of people who got in before the 2020 boom, it was amazing for them. Um, but how did you, I don't know, how did you know like what you, your people needed from you on the TikTok realm? Because you do a great job of answering people's questions. How did you get those questions that people had? From my own experience, because, and that's where I think my strength lies, uh, where my strength lies as far as being an author coach. There are a handful of author coaches and I'm never going to, you know, obviously yay to them. I'm not disparaging, but I know for myself, I can say I also have not just the experience of working because I worked for publishers and agents for a period of time too. So I have the insider knowledge, but most importantly, to answer your question, I've been an author longer than I've been a coach, an editor. And so those in the beginning, before you start, you know, when you start creating content, then you get feedback and that builds more content. Mm -hmm. But before that, I went on my own experience. What did I need to know? What did I do wrong? Um, where did I, you know, where could I have saved time? Where could I have done better? And I built content based on that. And yeah, it just, it, it put part of it, you're right, Christina, what a lot of it had to do with timing and luck. A lot of it did because A, COVID and the time, just time, and B, TikTok was getting big. And C, as you said, it was absolutely, I agree with you, that emotions play a big, big role, especially for authors. I always say that authors leave a small piece of themselves in everything they write. And I think you could say that about artists, musicians, et cetera. 
So it was a perfect like storm, for lack of a better term, <laughs> of all the right things falling into place at the right time. When you're writing a book approximately from like start to finish, how many months, years does that take? I Well, how long? Let's do a two part. How long <laughs> does it usually take authors and how long should it take? So I've seen authors, the average I would say are they're taking six months to a year. That's a little long even I think for, in my opinion, but I've known authors who've been working. My first most successful client He'd been working on his manuscript for seven years and was on chapter five. Wow. Yeah. So that, he's my yeah best that's, that's what I'm interested to know. Like what's your clients? Are they on like mm -hmm. all over the spectrum of like where they are in their author process and like what, so maybe someone needs your help, like to get the book out. Maybe does someone come to you? Like, I just know I want to write and I don't know where to start. Is it like all over the place? And is it just like fiction or do you mm. also help people? Because I, so personally, I am interested in, so I make soy candles and I'm very passionate about like scent and how it affects your mood and um, journaling and morning time planning is really important to me. And like, I would love to develop like some kind of morning book planner that pairs with my candle, but I don't even know like, where to start with that. So is that something you help with or this it's yes. just like fiction no. writing? Let me answer the in two parts again, if that's okay. So mm -hmm. the first part is like when authors come to me, like what stage are they in? So honestly, I was, I thought your question was going to be like de demographics. And I was like, Oh no, that is all over the place. That <laughs> is. But Good. as far as where they are, I can honestly divide almost 100% of my clients into two different categories. And they are, and I'm even splitting my coaching into two different groups now because of this. You live and you learn, right? Mm -hmm. But I have learned that they're either at the very, very beginning in that, like you just said, I, I decided I want to be an author and maybe I have a story idea, but that's about it. I haven't started writing. Or... They've pretty much written, if not all of the book. And now they're like, okay, now what? <laughs> like mm -hmm. yeah. I've written the book, but now what? So those, that is almost exactly 50, 50, my clients. Um, now, as far as the fiction, nonfiction, I, overwhelmingly, I work with fiction authors, but I do have every year, several nonfiction authors. And I'm so glad you asked that because this is something your audience really needs to hear, especially since they're small business runners and, and entrepreneurs and whatnot entrepreneurs <laughs> is this year, 2023. If you've ever thought about creating a book in your niche in like, like you were just saying for candles and aesthetics or whatever, anything at all that you kind of are the master of, you know, if you know your stuff, this will be the best year ever to write it and get it out. Especially if you're going to self publish it. Self publishing okay. is dominating. And traditional okay, so is I don't even know what that means. Can you like what's the yes, difference yes. between? I'm so sorry. Breakdown, super fast breakdown. So traditional. When you hear people say self-publishing, then they then there's traditional publishing. Mm -hmm. Traditional publishing refers to Penguin, Random House, Harper Collins, the Big Five, any traditional house okay. that you have to have an agent, and then the agent gets you in the door, and then you and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. If you self-publish, it means that you control all of that and you do everything by yourself and you upload your book and sell it yourself on platforms like Amazon, Ingram, okay. things like that. 
Okay. And it's, it's, it's really, I mean, that could probably be a whole new show in and of that, itself. That's but. super helpful. Thank you for explaining. Cause you, I always hear those things, but it, honestly, like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's the very most basic breakdown. I mean, if we got into the whole, that, again, rabbit hole of, <laughs> of why, you know, one is better than the other, but as far as it's always an author's choice at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's your journey. It's your decision. It's your book. It's your career. But if you're thinking of self-publishing, even writing a book, this will be the best year to do that. And especially for niche business owners, take it while you can, because people are just now starting to realize they need to write a book so that they can be known as an expert in their field, grow their following, and their and it establishes trust. It establishes instant credibility. I mean, it's, it's something that I would say every business owner of almost any kind needs to at least consider is writing a book. That's good to know. Yeah. That's you can awesome. either do it as if you're not really like, I am not a person to write a 50, 60, hundred thousand word book. I ain't going to happen. You could even do something simple like a small free ebook and use it as a lead magnet on your website. But books, this is the year to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's something mm-hmm. you could help with. Like if anyone's listening, wants to start, you can walk through the self-publishing journey, mm-hmm. all of it. Okay. All of it. I walk my clients literally, and I, again, I think I'm a little unique in that too, in that because of my years of experience on both sides of the fence, I do. I walk them through writing their best book possible and then all the branding, the marketing, and the all the way up through launch day. The whole thing. The whole kit and caboodle, as they say. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So let's talk to, about your TikTok for a bit. Yes, because, let's do it. Um, I am a huge social media person. I love the opportunity that social media gives you that's free to bring awareness to you, your brand, gives you exposure, all those things. I'm also a TikTok junkie, which I'm sure some people on the other side are cringing because they hate TikTok, but oh my goodness, I could stay on TikTok all day. And, And mainly people think of it as just like a dancing platform. It's like a ton of information. You can get information. For my ADHD, it has been mind-blowing to get the information that's out there. um, In little bits and pieces as you can devour it. Of course, I went and watched some of your TikToks when we heard from you a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so tell people, like, what does creating content look like for you? Do you do it all in one day? Do you do it as you think of things? Do you uh, batch it? What, what does creating content look like? And then um, how do you come up with more content? Okay. So the way that I come up with my content is similar to our earlier conversation about just based on either my experience and things like I know I, oops, I just remembered I did this. I made this big mistake. Let me make a content piece about it. Or mostly, honestly, it's from experiences I have with my clients. That's probably more prominent in my content ideas is my everyday experience with clients than it is like feedback or or questions I see on Facebook or why did I say Facebook? I meant TikTok (laughs) or any any social platform. That's usually how I come up with. And I I mean, I have a content list, idea list that's on a spreadsheet that's just pages long. So I'm never going to run out of content ideas. That being said, as far as how do I create it? Oh, you don't want to model after my. <laughs> you don't want my. Because I have had a small team for the last couple of years and I just got my team up to where I have the support that I finally have needed for the last couple of years. So I haven't had anybody 
this is a weakness moment here. I haven't had anybody to really keep my butt in check when it comes to like how and when I should create it. So honestly, of the list things that you listed, it's the one where you said, as it comes to you, you just record it. But I will say I do have Monday, Wednesday and Friday are my designated days for putting on hair and makeup. <laughs> and I try to record on those days. And Tuesdays and Thursdays are what I lovingly refer to as potato days. I didn't come up with that. I heard someone else say it, but I love it. So potato days, because you look like a potato. Oh, those are my <laughs> favorite days. I yeah. was thinking of just like laying around. like laying That too. Around. Both ways. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. So well, we I, like what, I like what you said about just listening to what your clients are asking you to help with. I was just thinking about that today when I was trying to think of, you know, what would be valuable? I'm more on Instagram than TikTok. What would be valuable mm-hmm. reels for my mm-hmm. people? And I, and someone mentioned to me once and I went back to it of like, what are, what do you get a lot of emails about? Or what do you get questions mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Um, like make a list of those and then go to that when you're making content, content. Cause that's your, that's your target market telling you like what they want to mm-hmm. hear. Yeah, and a lot of times when you become an expert in your field or you've been doing the same thing every day for a few years, lots of years, you forget, kind of like Jenny was like, okay, I don't understand what publishing is. You forget that those like baby, baby questions are actually Mm -hmm. what will bring value to what you have to offer. And so I love that too of just like kind of thinking what people are asking you the most. Um, and like, I am an e-commerce business. So what are people mm-hmm. asking me about how the shirts feel or yep. like, what can go on the shirts? You don't think of those kind of things being valuable to people, but they are. <laughs> yeah. And if I can, if we have just another second, I want to follow up on that kind of sticking with the TikTok thing. I should have said this. Another great tip, author or not, for your listeners would be, Actually, the more I think about it, while it does come from my current clients, I actually get as much or more from my TikTok lives. That is another great way, in my opinion, if you can go live on whichever channel you have the best engagement rate on, that's my opinion. I'm not a social media manager, but that's how I do it, Um, at least to start and then eventually do more. But I go live on TikTok and we have anywhere from minimum 200 authors, people come in, during the time I'm live up to, I think I have 800 something one time. And while it can be hectic and it can be crowded and questions popping up, my assistant, and this is a little tip here, my, uh, one of my assistants is plays moderator. And as not only does she kick out the jerks, because that happens, yeah. <laughs> she also will, every time a question comes up, she adds it to our spreadsheet of content ideas. So nice. that is another That's goal. That's a great idea. It yeah, goes along with what you were just saying in that, you know, you, and it's the same thing. I, I get questions that in my brain, I'm being totally honest. I'm like, they really don't know what self-publishing means? Like, <laughs> not you, but you know, if I got that on TikTok, I'd be like, what do you mean you don't know what the genre of suspense is? You know, or whatever. But that's just my brain with 15 years of experience, right? right. But it's, I need to remember and do remember that, wait a minute, these people are on day one. And I'm on day 50,000 or whatever it is. So it's a great way to not just get good content ideas, but know what those people's pain points are at the very, very beginning of that journey that you've already been on. Yeah. And I will say two things that when you said about the jerks, one time I, well, I, I do, I have never gone live on TikTok. I haven't done that yet, but, um, which I need to, because obviously that feeds the algorithm, but Instagram lives, 
gosh, the bots just come in and they like say really – one time I was on a live and was like, I think I need to stop the live and start over because of the – like, and I know it's bots. It's not actual people, but like talking about your body parts and all this stuff. And I was like, Here oh. it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, that does make me nervous. So it's good to think of like someone just needs to be moderating on the computer and kick them out. I like that or block them. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing is – the thing I'm learning is that your lives don't have to be you talking. Like I, the, my favorite thing. And again, I get ideas from what I enjoy doing on the platforms. <laughs> I will, I'll be in my office making and we'll just have TikTok on somebody's live who's also making. And I like oh, to see so like, their process of like, they'll be showing like what they're doing. They're not talking. There's like music on and they'll be making their product. And I find it so interesting. And I don't know if it's because I'm a human or because I'm a maker of like, oh my goodness, I love watching their process and how they do it. And so oh that's God. kind of something that I've been like churning is that you don't have to be on actually giving information that's helpful and in like actual TikTok posts and reels, that's how you're going to grab attention. Right. But on those lives, like you don't have to fill it with content. You can just be like doing your normal day stuff. And for some reason I laugh like, oh my gosh, I'm entertained by that. Um, Or actually I laugh at my kids who are entertained by people on YouTube, like opening the toys or whatever. Mm. But then I find myself like, oh, I love watching people do their everyday stuff too. It's so funny that you bring that up because I was just debating this on a live uh, yesterday or the day before with my live people. And we were talking about that. Like, for me, I don't get it. Because like, I will be floating <laughs> through TikTok. And I'm like, I see some woman and she's gorgeous or whatever. And she's putting on her makeup and just and I'm waiting for her to say something. I'm like, <laughs> Those are my favorite to just be bomb dropping any minute now. Something great's gonna happen. And nothing happens. And I'm like, but I watched it for however long, waiting for something to happen. But I will say this to kind of follow up with what you just said, even if you don't don't script it, that's for darn sure. Do not script your lives. I, I totally believe in that. It should be conversational like your all's podcast is. Great, great way to get content, right? Because if you had if you had scripted this, we'd get a couple sound bites maybe, but look how much fun we have chatting just naturally. And that's how your mm-hmm. life should be. And so mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Definitely don't don't script them. But if you don't have something, I don't plan anything. I just hit the button and go live. And usually I'll have something in the back of my mind in case it's slow rolling at first. And I'll be like, okay, so um, so author branding. Let's talk author branding, shall we? And then, but usually the questions will start rolling in within five minutes. And then sometimes we go down these rabbit holes talking about cookies for some reason is popular in my lives (laughs) and my dogs. So yeah, you don't have to always be giving out expertise. In fact, I recommend not doing that. Mm -hmm. My TikTokers, I fully believe are so amazing and so engaged. And so just 95% of my legion is TikTok. 95%. 95%. So let's talk about that because some yeah. people don't know what lead gen is. Can you let us know? Like, are they going to? Sorry, I use the lingo. <laughs> no, that's no. And probably a lot of people might know. But mm-hmm. like, as when you say lead yes. gen, is it like a free download? Is it mm-hmm. uh, joining your email list? What is it? When I say lead gen, I'm referring to new client, new potential clients coming in and requesting a free consultation. Okay. 
Um, that's usually the way that I refer to it as. But because um, it's a different metric for me, like as far as Instagram probably drives more traffic to my newsletter and lead magnet. But I don't know why, but for TikTok, and I think this is why, because of the engagement, like I was saying a minute mm-hmm. ago, because we sit and talk about cookies and dogs sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my t- I'm, I could name 20 TikTok followers right now that I just mm-hmm. know them. I don't know them, know yeah. them, but I know It's definitely them. like a, how they say warm lead or cold lead, cold lead. Yes. like TikTok is a warm lead. They really get to know you. They can see like a good portion of you, whereas something mm-hmm. like Pinterest, where mm-hmm. it's just a picture is going to be more of a colder lead. And I Instagram think that's can go why either way, depending on how you use it. And I think that's why the difference between the kind of lead generation you get from different platforms, and it's going to be different for every person. Like, um, like Jenny may do really, really well on Pinterest because she's got this great Etsy shop with all these candles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that may work better for her in that regard. Whereas for me, Pinterest is like it. I, I get the views. I get 52,000 unique views every month on my, but they're, they're repurposed TikToks is what they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like for someone like you that works with clients, it's really, you know, people, sorry, Jen, but people <laughs> love her candles because they're good. She's an mm-hmm. added bonus if they do know her, but they just want a good candle where if you have clients of some sort, so if you're a photographer, yeah. if you're a coach, if you're, um, I'm trying to think of someone else who has clients, but your people have to love you. They have to jive with you. They have to, yeah, they have to know that they're going to mesh with you. Mm -hmm. So I can see why a TikTok live would Mm -hmm. push people into that. Like, okay, I want to work with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially in my last, if we don't, if we're running out of time, I want to get a couple quick things about TikTok across. One thing, as I said, is definitely don't plan it, but be yourself and don't give up. Those are the two biggest things. People always ask me, how did you get so big on TikTok? Honestly, again, luck and happenstance. It re- I cornered a market when there was a hole to be filled in that market. Mm-hmm. Nobody was on TikTok giving author coaching advice. And so that was the biggest thing. But I think, but I had to maintain it, right? So there was a big growth of 1.6 million video likes and all this. But if I had just left it at that, and just been kind of bland and not really related, it would have gone. Phew. So instead, mm-hmm. I'm just myself. And it's like my TikTokers, they even, I even had fan art made one time where they used one of my my words that I use all the time. They put it on a t-shirt and a crown on my head. And I uh-huh. loved it. I loved it because I'm like, these people really care. And it's because I just get on there with or without makeup and be like, hey, guys, I am so in a crappy mood today. You want to talk about it? You know? And it works on TikTok, on lives. It works. I don't know how it plays on Instagram, but I know that at least on TikTok, being vulnerable, being real, being just a relatable human being is the Mm -hmm. biggest thing. And then the second is don't stop. Don't give up because it takes forever on the algorithm. People think people become overnight sensations. Sure. But you don't know about the three to six months they were posting and getting two views, 12 views, 13 views, five views. You know, you don't know about that part. So just definitely don't give up. Put out consistent, uh, consistent, helpful, and entertaining and trending uh, content and be you. Just be real. Yeah. I love that because honestly, if you weren't who you really are and they came on to work with you and were kind of jolted aback, like that's not <laughs> right. That's who not I thought, who you know, I... like I think that's really important. Can you imagine? It's almost like a personal brand, if you will, mm-hmm. of like – 
you've you've put out this brand on TikTok, you need to almost like we talk to people about their brand aligning and like characteristics and all that mm-hmm. with if they have a physical store uh, that mm-hmm. people walk in, like you wouldn't want them to walk in and be like, this is not the vibe she gives up at all. Her products give off at all. You know, like jars are broken or whatever. Right. Where like in your case with a client, like you are the store. So mm-hmm. if they start working with you and it's not who you had portrayed, like right. you can see that being like, oh. And that's <laughs> so why I being love that genuine, advice. Yeah. Being genuine and real is key. Mm-hmm. So before we ha- have you go, which thank you so much for being on, can you let our people know where to find you on TikTok and Instagram and whatever, however else they can reach you? Absolutely. Um, website as always. Everything's Book Boss Academy except for social, which I uh, right now TikTok is Book Boss Academy, but I'm transitioning to Book Boss Official. If you go to Book Boss Official right now, you might not see much. So I recommend maybe both. <laughs> Book, Boss, Book Boss Academy and Book Boss Official. All social media is Book Boss Official. Perfect. Awesome. And lastly, I would assume since you like to write books, you like to read books? I, yeah, would I have time? Okay. <laughs> so top three on the swap, top three books of 2022 for you. Abby LaRue. Oh, I've heard such good things about really? that one. Really was that good. Um, <laughs> Ah, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, there was the one that things. Oh, things, uh, things we never got over. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, good. Good I just job. finished that and it was, well, I just read it like week, weeks ago. And for me, it was like top book of 2022 for me. Like so good. It was good. The last one, you're probably going to have to help me with the name too, but it was the one, um, the last thing I said to him, the last thing he said to me, the last, come on. Who's the author. Ah, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> if we can go back here, I'll say Crawdads, where the Crawdads sing. Okay, where oh, the yeah, Crawdads sing. I didn't see the movie yet because I want to read the book. I just haven't. Read so. the book. It, it goes back a year. It's, like, it's kind of cheating because you said 2022, but it's definitely worth it. I read it in okay. 2022, if that counts. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that counts. Best book okay. you were 2022, yes. Well, we are so grateful you came on. Thank you for giving us um, all of the book advice. And we encourage everybody to go find Christina. And especially if you're looking into what Jenny is or adding um, a little writing to your skills, make sure to look her up. That was great. That was great. I thought that was really helpful about, well, I mean, even just explaining like publishing, what that means. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we can think just like we do about everything that's not our industry, that it's so, you know, overwhelming to figure out. And it Mm -hmm. sounds like it's something we can do. And especially Mm -hmm. knowing that there's coaches like Christina to help you through it. Yeah. Cause I would feel like writing a book or writing an ebook or writing a planner journal like you're doing um, would be overwhelming to the effect. Okay. This is a rabbit hole, but Sorry, Kate, I don't know if it's just me, but my oldest son brought home a science project that he's had to work on the last like nine weeks. And my husband sat down with him to like go over the full project and basically divvy it into weeks. Like, here's what you're going to do this week to base to not get overwhelmed. I looked at the paper and all of this emotion flood <laughs> flood over me, flood, <laughs> um, flooded over me. Uh, if I had gotten that, and again, I don't know if it's because my brain and the way it uh, 
takes in information. I don't take information in in little parts. I'll see a huge list like that and just ignore it. So when they hand out this huge science project and there's 15 steps, I would just be like, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I would do it when I was in school. I had to, but it was very overwhelming to me. I didn't have the tools to like time manage, I guess, is the right thing to procrastinate, which they've said procrastination is part of having ADHD, but it's just so overwhelming. My brain doesn't um, compartmentalize that. And so Tyler like sat down with him and basically planned out this timeline. And now I guess I could – I still get overwhelmed by a huge list like that. But I think that I could probably sit down and not look at big picture, picture, look at like smaller parts. And I feel like that might be what she helps with is like – Right. I think you have to do, do this and then this and this and this. Yeah. Like having a coach. um, Okay. So let specifically Christina in the author industry, having someone to take that list, like you're saying of, cause sure. I mean, we have Google and everything that I'm sure you could like find all these steps, but it, that is like a whole nother energy and part of you that if you had a coach to be like, okay, this, these next four weeks, I want you to work on this and this. And then so she's kind of managing that huge list and you're just doing the chunks when she tells you to do mm-hmm. them. So I yeah. think that would be super helpful. Which sounds brilliant to me. Yeah. But are you going to write your journal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get a coach to tell me what to do first. January. <laughs> There's a lot of us that enjoy burning candles as well as feeling feelings. So I think a lot of us would love it if you made a journal. Well, I love it. And I'm just tying it into like what we talk about a lot on the podcast. That's something I truly love and shapes so much of who I am is my morning mm-hmm. ritual. And so I feel like I could bring life to that because it's something mm-hmm. that's truly like important to me and ties in with my whole like ambiance of candles and stuff in the morning. Yeah. But I have been right talking now. about this for two years. So <laughs> this will be the year. This so is the year. I'm reading a book right now um, where the girl, the main character, and I find this very interesting. I would assume it's based on lot uh, like fact, but I have not looked it up. This girl has something in her brain. Like it's like a chemical – they have a name for it that the doctor told her that she – people appear as colors to her. Mm. I need to look up the name of it. But like if you were to walk in and I would be like, you're blue. Like she said she can like sense the auras and like – You would say I I was blue or you're just saying Well, no. I don't don't want to be blue. I'm not an an expert in it. I, I just was saying a color of how she does it. Like she'll walk in and be like, you're pink. And then like explain why. But like basically your body's like exuding a color and aura and her like. That's cool. She can tell. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a fiction book, but it's not like fantasy. So I need to look up and see if that's really real. But that made me think of you that you can like sense people's auras. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> If you love the podcast, we would love if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together. 
For more content, go follow us on Instagram at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love following and supporting other small businesses. And if you're interested in being a guest or advertising with us on the podcast, visit smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com.